plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Ah, you hear those bells? It's jingling all the way. I think Santa has just landed somewhere here on Voice America on the Star Style Radio Show. Hello, Power Partners, and welcome. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I'm so happy to be here with you for our Christmas Caring and Peace Show. Coming up in segment two, I am always so excited to welcome our special guest from Australia. Nola Hennessy will be joining us, and we're going to have an amazing conversation just about the year that's passed, the year that's coming, uh, what has transpired, how we can make this world a better place and she's so inspirational that I know that you are looking forward as I am to hearing from her because that is the Christmas message a Christmas of peace and love and togetherness so I'm hoping that you'll stick with us this whole hour as we focus on making the holidays merry and bright while caring and sharing because we want you to have a healthy, happy holiday as well. The miracle moment for today brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity is um, from Swami Dandana. And I think it's really a fun quote. I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is that there is no key to the door of the universe. The good news is the door has never been locked. So I think that's going to be a good introduction into what we'll be talking about today, how we can unlock our power and unleash our strength so that we can be the stars that we were born to be. And speaking of Be The Star You Are, it is the end of the year. Be The Star You Are is a 501c3. If you would like to get a tax write-off, make a tax deduction, uh, make a tax donation, or have your company do a match, visit bethestarur.org. Well, I want you to have a very Merry Christmas, and I'm really thinking about the birds right now. And Raver, who was a uh, master, master gardener and wrote for the New York Times, she wrote this quote, To me, the garden is a doorway to other worlds. One of them, of course, is the world of birds. The garden is their dinner table, bursting with bugs and worms and succulent berries. And when I read that quote, it made me think, yes. Birdie, it's cold outside. You may say, baby, it's cold outside, but I'm saying, birdie, it's cold outside. The deciduous trees are barren of leaves. The autumn perennials have finished their blooming cycle. And there are few flowers that are adorning the landscape here in our northern hemisphere. The glistening ornaments that embellish the foliage are a gastro delight for birds. This means winter has arrived. Hello, winter. And with it, the beautiful berries that are a vital source of food for birds, as well as a traditional embellishment to Christmas wreaths and garlands. Now, 
When we humans think of berries, we normally conjure images of blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, I mean, all grown and harvested in the warmer months. But winter berries are different, and although they are still a small, fleshy fruit, they are mostly enjoyed by wildlife, with only a few edible exceptions that humans can eat. Now, my garden boasts a plethora of winter berries that encourage my feathered friends to hang around for the holidays. I have finches and mockingbirds and robins, sparrows, jays, quail, doves, bluebirds, orioles. They're all attracted to the many varieties of berries that are going to provide their nutrition during a cold, dark, stark winter. Now, a few of my favorites include the pyrocantha, the cotoneaster, viburnum, pepper, Chinese pistache, rose hips, holly, yew, and barberry. Now, of course, only the pepperberries and rose hips are consumed by my family. Now, I also think about pomegranates. Now, they're not a berry, but they're jewel red seeds called aurels remind me of tiny berries, and I do grow them in my garden. And if you have pomegranates, they are a staple of the Christmas fruit basket because of their festive holiday colors. And the arils are filled with antioxidants, potassium, fiber, vitamins, and minerals. They pack a punch to keep us healthy. So you may want to add them to salads. You can make a dip, a chutney, or stir or splash the juice in a glass of sparkling wine for a very flavorful indulgence. Now, talking about peppercorns, those pretty pink peppercorns from a California pepper tree, they are a gourmet's desire. Now, since these trees are grown as ornamentals in many cities, most people don't even realize that their berries are edible with a fruity, spicy profile that complements numerous recipes. Now, they can be dried or they can be used fresh. Now, I have found that the best way to grind them up is with my mortar and pestle because they're covered with this paper-thin husk. And when I try to put it in my pepper grinder, all it does is twist the grinder and nothing happens. So when I make stews or soups, I toss the whole berry, which is called a droop. It's not an arrow because it's a single seed. So a single seed is a droop. So I put everything in the pot. Now, listen to this. If you go to a gourmet food shop and you want to buy peppercorns, be prepared to pay $10 to $15 per ounce. So if you like the tree, and I think they're beautiful, and you have the room because they do grow to about 30 feet tall and wide, I say plant one. I always cut peppers from my trees and usually add them to my gifts that I give uh, to friends and family because everybody seems to crave these peppers. Now, let's talk about what are the berries for the birds? Well, peeking through leaves and decorating trees and shrubs, winter berries are nature's Christmas decor. And as beautiful as they are, the most critical element of growing these botanicals in your garden is the nutritional fare they're going to provide for the birds and other wildlife during the coldest season of the year when food sources are so limited. There are several other autumn-ripened berry-bearing bushes or vines that still have shriveled fruit hanging on them. Like here in my garden, I still have some grapes and elderberries, and I'm leaving them for the birds. But here's a sampling of the very vibrant holiday berry dinners that are fit for the birds. 
Katoni Esther, some people call it Cotton Easter, but it's Katoni Esther, emerged as a volunteer in my garden and most likely from seeds brought in by birds. It's an evergreen shrub. It grows into a tree if it's not properly pruned. It sports white flowers in the spring that are just a magnet for bees. And the rich red berries in winter are a delicacy for birds. They actually are lining my driveway right now. All came up as volunteers. I'm trying to corral them and keep them in order. And they're filled with berries. So it looks like I have decorated my driveway when indeed it was just Mother Nature. So... Katoni ester is fire resistant and it can be propagated from cuttings, although I have found that once you have one Katoni ester in a landscape, um, others just seem to sprout like weeds. And also the deers um, seem to munch on the branches, but it doesn't bother the bush. Now holly, holly has glossy leaves that are either serrated or spiny, um, and most hollies are Uh, They need to plant both a male and a female for cross-pollination if you want those glorious red berries to decorate your garlands, your wreaths, and your Christmas tree. Now, English holly and American holly are the two species that we use the most during the holidays. And although holly berries tend to start ripening in fall, most birds, including blackbirds and song thrushes, don't start feeding on them until late winter when other food is scarce because these berries hang on the bush for a long time. Now, Chinese pistache, it's absolutely one of my favorite trees for its exuberant fall color of yellows and oranges. And then it has these attractive berries that metamorphose from green to aqua to pink and finally to a magenta. Birds, turkeys, quail, and squirrels go crazy for the bunches of berries that hang from the branches. I love to, if if I can get any, I love to add a few sprays to my Christmas tree whenever the fowl and the squirrels are kind enough to leave me just a few bunches. Now, pyracantha, you're probably very familiar with it. It may be the preferred winter staple of robins. Birds flock to the orange-red berries, which are called poems, and eating so many that sometimes they seem intoxicated. And often you'll find the robins falling to the ground, and then, you know, other cats or wildlife will tend to prey on the birds. They're also known as firethorns. Pyrocanther is a very fast-growing plant, and it has very sharp thorns. Volunteers will sprout in unusual locations thanks to the birds spreading their seeds. So you really need to keep them pruned and use the branches with berries and holiday arrangements. Otherwise, they'll grow into big, tall trees. Now, viburnum, um, those are a shrub. They can be a shrub or a hedge or vine. They add beauty to any garden. They produce these pinkish white flowers that uh, bloom from spring until late fall, depending on the species. And birds just love munching on the berries. They ripen in winter with colors that are black, blue, purple, bright red, neon pink. Some are even yellow. And now some species are edible by humans. I've never tried them. But other species can be toxic. And unless you know that that viburnum that you planted is edible, leave the berries to the birds. I just may never eat anything that I'm really not familiar with. Yew berries, that U is Y-E-W. They have a red flesh called arils, and just like the pomegranate. And they are sweet and safe for birds. They provide nutrients needed by the flowers. Now, 
It's only the arils that are edible. The seed inside is deadly, and the birds know to discard it, often called the tree of death. All parts of the yew tree are poisonous, except for the arils. So the highly poisonous taxine alkaloids of the yew, they're actually being developed as an anti-cancer drug. But don't try just trying it on your own. Now, this is not for the birds or not for any animal, but boy, there are lots of berries out there. Nandina, that adds a multi-season interest to any garden. It's also called heavenly bamboo. It has a nectar-rich white flower that attract pollinators, followed by clusters of green berries that ripen to a shiny bright red in late fall. And they have really pretty lacy foliage, and it emerges as purple, then it turns green, then it changes to red, and then it goes back to purple. And it keeps changing throughout the year, so I love it as an ornamental bush. But it is important to know that the berries are deadly to birds, wildlife, and domestic animals, and, of course, to humans. So most birds innately avoid this plant, but... The cedar waxwings, which are voracious eaters, are susceptible to imbibing until intoxicated, and then, obviously, it's not good for them. The the berries contain a a, a toxin in it that converts to hydrogen cyanide when ingested. And just as a warning, when you're planting any berry-bearing bushes, please be cognizant that most provide wildlife forage but may be toxic, poisonous, or even deadly when consumed by humans. So never, ever put any plant substance in your mouth unless you are absolutely certain that it is edible. There's still time to give that gift of giving any of my books if you are interested. Um, They're all award-winning books, and the proceeds from buying these books benefit the literacy charity Be the Star You Are, which brings you this uh, program to empower women, families, and youth. And you get a lot of additional gifts with every purchase. You can visit the Star Style store at CynthiaBryan.com. So um, in closing, just birdscape your garden by growing a bird-friendly sanctuary with berry-producing floras that birds will love. And then you can wander in a winter wonderland of wildlife and have a very Merry Christmas with the birds. So I just want to say blessings to all of you and ho, 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 ho. Happy gardening, happy growing, happy holidays. And you stay with me because I'm going to go to break. I'm going to go check on Santa Claus right now. And when I come back from uh, from this break, we're going to go down under with Nola Hennessy. And we are going to get empowered and inspired. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Oh, hey, Santa, I'm coming. Okay, wait for me. You guys wait here. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Oh, we are having a party, and I was talking to Santa, and he's so excited that I have Nola Hennessy on with me from Australia because he's already been down there, and, you know, he's going to be uh, making the rounds up here, too. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And as I said at the top of the hour, I am so excited to have my friend and very positive thought leader on peace and uh, women and globally what's happening in the world, Nola Hennessy. She has been recognized for her enduring commitment to inspire others to live lives of positivity, compassion, and love. She's the author of many award-winning books. And Nola is with me from Australia. Welcome, Nola, where you're sitting in a sarong in warm weather, and I have my fireplace raging. Hello, hello. (laughs) Good morning, Cynthia. It's Thursday morning here, and it's so warm and so humid. I just... I dressed for the occasion. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I have a Santa Claus hat on, and you would be sweltering if you if you had that. <laughs> well, I am just thrilled to have you back because this is our Christmas show, our holiday show, our peace show, our caring show, and there's nobody that is better qualified to talk about all of these things than you. You have a company, Serenidad, and you have this strategic intent to achieve global peace through empowering others to make positive changes, which is something you have been working on your entire life. So I have so many things I want to talk to you about, but let's start off with the value of life because this is something that is dear to your heart and I think in we're seeing in the last two years how um, incredibly important lives are that our lives really are important so how can we why should we value life ultimately life is a gift and 
none of us should be taking that gift for granted. When when we're conceived, the the we're the result of a union that is allowed by the divine. So we need to honour that um, gift of life, but we also need to value the nanoseconds that life gives us. So no matter what our physical or our mental or our um, biological responses are to certain circumstances, underpinning all of that is is the need for us to value ourselves and to value everybody else because if 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 we weren't given the gift of life there wouldn't have been an identified purpose for each of us on this earth and and that's one of the things that I bring out in no boxing allowed my first book we're not here to kind of take from the world take from each other we're here to contribute to humanity otherwise we wouldn't have been given the gift of life and well you just we- said you just mentioned um because i want to talk about no boxing allowed your book um which won i think over 10 international awards right i mean it's won a lot of awards is yeah. you talked about when we have a life we are here for a purpose So how is it that we find that purpose and the possibilities around it? Look, I think, you know, people go on a journey and it starts from conception and the first from conception to seven is really the blueprint time and all of the experiences that we as a human being have in that conception to seven years of age time frame really set the tone and quality for what's going forward. So for, for little children that have a really rough upbringing and were not brought into the world in under positive circumstances, the, their, what they see as their contribution going forward will be very different to somebody else that might have been born into and treated with love um, you know, by a family unit that really wanted them around. So everything is contextual. There is n- nothing is in isolation. So we can't say, oh, what happened to me when I was a child doesn't matter anymore. Yes, it does matter because it formed the foundation for going forward. And what what we do with that resilience, with that knowledge, with that intelligence, what we do with that going forward is our choice. Nobody's holding us and, and telling us what choices to make. That's the human being. That's the right of choice. And if you, I was thinking about a movie that's called uh, Bruce Almighty, and Morgan Freeman plays God, and uh, Jim Carrey plays Bruce, and Bruce is given divine powers for a short time in that movie, and it's a beautiful movie because whoever wrote that script really tapped into what the reality of the divine and the power of the divine. Yeah, it's a terrific we, movie. Love that movie. We we have um, we don't have the the right to claim divine power. Uh, miracles do happen. Divine intervention does happen, and everything happens for a reason in the right sequence and at the right time. But we as human beings get the right of choice. So what? 
what God doesn't do is take away will, our will to make a choice and our will to define how our lives will play out. In my last book, which is Post-Traumatic Stress, Not a Life Sentence, I talk in there about focusing on traumatic responses and being able to to turn that around and look at it through a resilience lens that everything that happens to us and around us helps us to build the resilience that we need going forward and that what we choose to do with those experiences becomes our self-fulfilling prophecy. It's all about choice. So, well, let's go there for a moment because um, we're taught, again, you have written several books, Post-Traumatic Stress, Not a Life Sentence is your latest one, Feronia, you wrote the memoir, The Peace Angel, of course, No Boxing Allowed, and your first book was uh, from PMS to PMA. And what I want to get to is the resilience lens that you talked about in Post-Traumatic Stress, Not a Life Sentence. Because I feel that right now in what the world is going through with this pandemic, that people are experiencing post-traumatic stress. How can they bounce back? I mean, people were starting to bounce back and then there was the Delta variant. And then people started feeling like, okay, I'm vaccinated or I'm boosted and I'm feeling better. And then we get the Omicron. What's your what's your advice for just everyday people who just are trying to survive today, tomorrow, and the holidays? Look, it really is about seeing it, not listening to a whole lot of negative. Uh, I've been fortunate. Boy, is that to, true? That's true. Well, We've got to you know, always look at the positive, right? Turning out of what is consistently negative messaging, and the media has a lot to answer for in that regard, is the messaging is completely negative. Now, the the thing about a virus is it's doing its job. It was designed, you know, in nature to do what it does. So we can't get angry or upset about a virus. A virus is going to morph and change and we need infection control and and prevention activities as the main focus. And and as I said right at the beginning of the pandemic, when I when I started at Peace Bites, um, the podcast um, it's via YouTube at that stage. It's about risk management. You've got to risk manage situations. So people who are uh, giving in to the fear that's being perpetuated, if they're giving in to the, to the, oh, you have to be anxious about this. No, we don't. We don't have to be anxious, fearful or whatever. We can choose to ride it out. Now, yes, some of us have lost income and, and significant income and have had no support for a long time as a result of this pandemic. Some people were given handouts from day one. So it doesn't matter about the contest. It's about your attitude towards the negative and how, what your level of resilience is in bouncing back. So resilience is all about having somebody whack you or something whack you in the head and say, oh, you're going to have to to sort that out. And then how long does it take you to bounce back? How long does it take you to recover, to regroup, um, to reframe your life? Now, this dang virus in, in all its forms is making us reframe how we do and see things. And it's for a reason now, we may not see that reason manifest in our lifetime, Cynthia, but the younger people probably will. 
um, the social relationships that have altered as a result of this, the level of anxiety that people have taken and chosen to have and then manifested it as violence, uh, resistance, all of those things will create a different world in 10, 15, 20 years' time. And it's the, and it's the younger ones now who are going to see the long-term impact of what we're all enduring but how we endure it, it, in the best way to endure this is to stay positive. Nothing lasts forever. Right. This too shall pass, right? It, it, it's my, it that's my pass. favorite yeah. quote. You know, the other thing, um, Anola, as you're talking about this, I've always believed, like you, I believe that everything happens for a reason. One of the reasons I started this radio show was because of all the negative media. I mean, I couldn't watch television or listen to the radio or anything because everything was so negative. It was all blood and guts and gore and, you know, terrible things happening. So I wanted to have positive media and have people who were positive like you on the show to explain to others that, hey, we do have a choice and we, we can choose to be up or we can choose to be down. We can choose to turn our stumbling blocks into stepping stones. And that everything, I always look at everything that happens to us as a blessing and a lesson as long as we learn from it. But you talk about being thankful for blessings. And I am a huge person of gratitude. I really believe that, you know, we have to express gratitude for everything. So would you address that um, a, a bit more because... Being thankful for blessings, people sometimes think, okay, well, this isn't a blessing. But we don't know if it's a blessing sometimes, yes. right? Time time will always reveal exactly the purpose, the purpose of something happening. And something happens as a result of a human making a choice. So when you think about it, there is nothing that we can actually control except ourselves. And that's the key That's the biggest blessing that we're all given is the ability to let go of wanting to control what other people say and do. That's ultimately their choice. Now, there are laws to protect us from people who choose to do harm. There are are mechanisms in place for us to prevent people from doing the wrong thing. But ultimately... A person will always choose what they do, how they do it, what they say, how they say it, or not do or not say. So we have to uh, be thankful for that ultimate blessing, which is the the power, personal power, to um, control ourselves and let go of wanting to control other people. Now, that's really hard to apply through all layers of society and government and corporates. It's, it's really, it's a challenge to get that into policy and into procedures and into government um, legislation. But, you know, if, if you keep it at a simple level, and I talk about KISS in a different way, keep it simple and strategic. If people actually adopt a, I've been given this, good thing or this bad thing and I'm going to to see it as an opportunity to learn from it to apply the learnings as and I agree with you it's the application of the learning that's critical to gaining the wisdom the you know people ultimately need to understand they have the power the personal power 
to take on board a good thing or a bad thing. And sometimes bad things do happen to us and sometimes it's divine intervention to give us a lesson that ends up being a blessing down the track. A lot of people will perhaps go their whole lives without realising until the very end that what happened to them at a certain time was a good thing in hindsight, because it allowed them to track their life differently as a result. So if if we only had good things happen to us, that would actually be a really bland kind of life. A very yeah, it would be really life. boring, wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> that's why it's so wonderful that we're all different. We're all unique. Yes. That's, you know, we're all stars in our own galaxy because if everybody yeah. was the same we wouldn't even need each other we wouldn't have to have a community it would it would be very boring and predictable and and what you know we, we need predictability in terms of um you know a, a blessing of somebody who is stable and predictable and and not a loose cannon that that's a real blessing but sometimes you know <sighs> I'll give give an example. I had a tradesperson here only a short time ago, and he he and I both know that he left a particular wall in a in a damaged state, and and only he could have caused the damage. He knows it, and I know it, and he, and he just couldn't say he couldn't admit I caused it caused that damage. Ugh. Now, his I could tell his internal spiritual react response to that his inability to see a negative thing that he's caused to be, to turn it around to make it a positive change that he could then embed in his life and be better at what he does he was really struggling spiritually to be able to admit that he'd done something wrong and 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 claim ownership be accountable and and that was really really sad to see well you know sad to see but is there something that we as um as either a guide or a leader or a mentor that when someone reacts like that what would you advise that how we might help them have a breakthrough how they might be able to see the light and change their you know, make a detour, or do we just need to close that door? You know, smack our hands and say, you know, say, Levie, what's your response? Well, I think it like depends that? on depends on context, obviously, and it depends yes, on the yes. gravity or, or you know the 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 situation and how it's to be managed and the risks associated. It's all about context, but. If if somebody, um, you know, in a family situation has done something really wrong. Like a lot of people at Christmas time find it hard to come together because they think, oh, my God, you know, that person's a pain in the neck and exactly. I really don't want to interact with them and I'm going to – and they're always the same. So they they walk in with a negative mindset and don't actually acknowledge that that person that they see as negative might have actually had some transformational epiphany moment in the last 12 months since last Christmas and not be that person that they remember. So we we go in labelling and boxing and limiting people by our own thinking instead of going in with an open mind and accepting the way things are going with the flow and and it depends on like i i pointed out but that i i just said you know calmly but that damage to the wall wasn't there 
when the other company left the other day. And so they've taken photos and, and, and I showed you the wall this morning. So, you know, there you go. And he just, you know, if he couldn't walk away learning that he has to come to terms with him making a mistake, then that's his spiritual journey that only he can navigate. It's not up to me to impose some kind of penalty. I communicated my concern to the company he works for and I left it at that. It's up to them. Left it at that. And you can't and that's where it's let you can't control what other people do or say. No, you can't. But you know, and one of the things that least I have learned over my lifetime is mistakes are the way to learn. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, I've always said failure is fertilizer. You put your mistakes on the compost pile, you grow a new garden. And the key to mistakes is owning up to that because it's interesting when you try to fight something, um, you know, and say, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, then the fight continues. If you own up to it, then everybody can move forward and it's kind of over. You can't fight over it when you say, oh, I did it, Let's let me take care of it. So, yeah, and that's, I like the idea that you're getting back to your book, No Boxing Allowed, is that we can't put people into boxes. We can't just go in with a preconceived notion. Let me just tell our listeners, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with Nola Hennessy. Her company is Serenidad Consulting. Her website is serenidadconsulting.com, and she's the author of several books, and she is definitely a peace maven. We have so much to talk about and always so little time, but Nola, I'm going to, I want to just go longer um, with you. So we've had a really tumultuous, um, what is it, almost two years now. So we need to look at the past in order to move forward and go towards the future. And why do you think that is so important to acknowledge anything that has happened in the past in order to create the future that we want? Well, you know, the, the past is the foundation block. Everything from, from the, you know, the second that we're conceived right through to now, that's all the, the original foundation blocks and all of the layers that solidify and, and make us who we are. So we can't say, oh, you know, I'm a completely different person. We can change and we can change dramatically as a result of our experiences. But fundamentally, we, you know, we come from and we build on those foundation blocks from when we're, when we're first, you know, conceived and in that first seven years of life. But, you know, the, the importance of the past is that that's where the lessons are. That's where the experiences build the resilience if we choose to apply the learnings and and gain the wisdom. So wisdom only comes when you're prepared to face something in the mirror and say, well, this happened, but I'm not going to let that happen again. I learned this, this and this, and I'm going to make sure that going forward. I'm going to give a really uh, personal example here. Um, Yes, please do. I've loved one man my whole life. And I married somebody else when I still loved that man. And that was wrong for me to do that. So I learned my lesson the first time and I would never repeat it again. And, And that doesn't make me less a person or take out from my life. It actually empowers me to live the way I choose to live now. Well, it definitely, um, 
changed your life in such a way that you are able to help others and empower others. And with you giving that very personal antidote, I want to talk to you and ask you a little bit about the Peace Ranch. And I know how much you've always loved the state of Texas, and there's been just so much... America has just been filled with chaos these last couple of years, um, which is challenging. And, of course, Australia's had those horrible fires, as we have had here in California. So get, tell us about the Peace Ranch, your initiative, and, and um, how are you feeling about Texas these days? Look, I, I miss Texas from a... From a um, from the point of view of, of it's my second home, it's my other home, um, my my soul, you know, the, the due north of my soul is Texas. So exactly, um, uh, there there is a lot of similarity between Texas and Australia, but the connections that I have there and the experience that I had, both negative and positive. Um, are deep at a spiritual level for me. So my commitment to Texas in corporately began almost 10 years ago and I have suspended a number of operations there and, and really doubted the Texas commitment um, and the, the US government's commitment to peace more broadly. Um, mm-hmm. And I see some changes happening and ultimately, my goal is to be able to have um, a peace ranch, proper peace ranch operation in Texas and in California, God willing, and in other locations. But Texas is a very special place for a number of reasons. You know, I go there and I I breathe in the smell of Texas mm-hmm. and, it, and it energizes my soul in a way I can't even really explain. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think you have a soul connection there with either people, um, well, I shouldn't say either, I would say with people and with the land. I mean, That's I true. actually always, when I'm thinking of you, and even though I know that you're in Australia, I always <laughs> think of you with cowboy boots on. <laughs> And yeah, I don't even know if you own a pair, but I think of you that way. <laughs> I, well, I do, and I and I've had multiple Stetsons in my life. I own two Stetsons now, and <laughs> and life of me, I don't give a, a a hoot what people think when I wear them here. Yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. Uh, that's I mean that is the that's the way to go. And yeah, you know what? And not giving a hoot is the way to live your life. And with that, I want you um, before we have to end our segment um work you really work on positive change positive outcomes for people you are an empowering person um obviously you do your consulting with companies and corporations and individuals but for just the person listening now what would you think is a first step to help them feel better about who they are and where they're going, and you know what what they're going to encounter in the future. In terms of of helping them at their at their own level, is focus on their achievements. Absolutely, ah. focus on the things that they've achieved, not what they haven't done. Right. Well so said. The other, ultimately, staying positive through adversity 
is there's always something good that comes out of a bad situation. No Boxing Allowed talks about that, and, and it's absolutely true. You've got to look for the positive. Change is an opportunity, never a threat. And the thing that other people, what people can do for each other is to actively listen, genuinely be together with that person and listen and show compassion and empathy. Well, without, without compassion and without empathy, I don't think we're truly human. And from my perspective, I feel that we have to kind of walk through I hate to say walk through the valley of death, but walk through the fire. I think we sometimes yeah. we have to feel the pain and go through tragedy and have something happen to us that was very sad, negative, whatever, in order to feel empathetic towards other people. Would you agree? I know for me, you know, sometimes you skate through life and then all of a sudden you're just given a gut punch and that gut punch yeah. is the wake up call. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you either choose to change or you choose to keep going with the, with the negative. Yeah, that's, you know, you can be bitter or you can be better, right? Yes. That's oh, the thing. Absolutely. And let's always choose better. If we can yeah, choose I better, like life is going to, as, as you were saying, life, the universe will kind of show us the next steps when we choose better. But if we decide that nobody likes me, I'm going to go eat worms, life is just yeah. crappy, you know, um, that's what you're going to get. It's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So yeah. our self-talk is very, very important. And um, again, what No Boxing Allowed always talks about is not just putting yourself into this framework, be able to grow and be able to change and because if we're not if we're not growing we're stagnant right we're just oh, like absolutely we're just like yeah. that algae or moss or we're we're dead basically we, but change is, is hard been, change is hard right stuck. nola yeah absolutely and this conversation has been so much in sync um you know our beliefs are are, are pretty much identical and the, and the thing that um the thing that people need to think about approaching Christmas and getting together with people they haven't seen is keep an open mind, keep keep positive about and don't foresee a negative because as soon as you foresee a negative, that's exactly what the universe is going to bring. Right, right, right. It, you know, it's like what you think about and talk about comes about. It manifests. So if- it, it, yes, you will manifest what you believe you're going to manifest, you know. So believe in miracles, believe believe in dreams, believe in the positive, and that's what you'll see. Well, Nola, as always, it's so much fun uh, talking to you. It's always inspiring. I always get off of our conversations feeling so energized. I feel like we should be raising a glass of champagne or something together here <laughs> because it's just, you know, you're bubbly. Uh, I want to give out your websites um, and right now because I want people to go there. Serenidad Consulting, that's S-E-R-E-N-I-D-A-D consulting.com. Serenidad Consulting. As you know, Serenidad is peace. She's also available on LinkedIn. You can find her on Facebook and also on Twitter. Uh, Twitter would be Nola Serenidad Co. 
So, Nola, would you like to wrap it up? And, of course, all her books are available on the website. So you can go there and find them. They're available on Amazon and where all good books are are sold. So why don't you just wrap up our our segment here, um, our Christmas wishes of caring and loving and sharing. The thing that I would like people to not, uh, you know, don't – step too far out of their comfort zone if they don't want to but if if the impulse is there to give someone that's been estranged or distant in other ways give that person a hug even if you're wearing a mask you know a COVID mask give that person a hug because hugs will heal and the energy that transfers between two human beings when they hug is really really special You can be in a room with somebody and feel negative and positive energy coming out of them. Um, And so if you feel inclined and you want to express, you can't put into words how you feel, just, just express it with a hug because hugs will heal. And I want to also just uh, highlight that our website is undergoing quite a transformation over the next uh, six to eight weeks, starting next week. So there will be some changes that people will see. We'll be launching a new website in the new year. That was Nola Hennessy, Serenidad Consulting. She has numerous books, and obviously you have uh, heard some wonderful truths from Nola and some empowering messages. Nola, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Happy New Year. We'll talk again next year. It's not that far thank, away. Thank you, Cynthia. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas with your family and lots of fun. Thank you for having me. And lots of virtual hugs to you. Hug, hug, hug. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that was Nola Hennessy, Serenidad Consulting, serenidadconsulting.com. Uh, uh, You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. We're going to take a short break and then we'll wrap up the show for today. So don't go away. I'm going to go talk to Santa one more time. Be the star you are. The star you Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, it's always a party when I have Nola on, and I was out there 
uh, talking to Santa, and he wanted me to read you this Christmas poem. I have a list of folks I know, all written in a book, and every year when Christmas comes, I go and take a look. And that is when I realize that these names are a part, not of the book they're written in, but of my very heart. For each name stands for someone who has crossed my path sometime. And in that meeting, they've become the rhythm and the rhyme. And while it sounds fantastic for me to make this claim, I really feel that I'm composed of each remembered name. And while you may not be aware of any special link, Just meeting you has changed my life a lot more than you think. For once I've met somebody, the years cannot erase the memory of a pleasant word or a friendly face. So never think a Christmas card is just a mere routine of names upon a Christmas list forgotten in between. For when I send a Christmas card that is addressed to you, it's because you're on a list of folks that I'm indebted to. For I am the total of the many folks I've met, and you, my listeners, happen to be those I prefer not to forget. And whether I have known you for many years or few, in some way you have had a part in shaping things I do. And every year when Christmas comes, I realize anew the best gifts life can offer is meeting folks like you. So may the spirit of Christmas that forever endures leave its richest blessings in the hearts of you and yours. And with that, I want to thank you all for being great listeners and being with me here every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific or listening to me in the archives or online. I just like coming into your life and helping you see the positive and be empowered because you can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions or myself, Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. If you feel inclined to get involved or make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, that brings you to this show and express yourself go to be the star you are.org i always aim to encourage inspire inform amuse and motivate i want you to see beyond your physical being know you're already the star you dreamed of becoming cherish the past dream of the future but celebrate each moment of your life because it's all that we have and i hope that you'll read a book this week. I want to thank Andrew for audio engineering this show and my entire family at Voice America who always make me sound good and are also great to work with. And I want to thank all of you because you are the reason for the season that I am still on the air. So until next Wednesday when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins. Kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Take a break for the next few days to dream, create, inspire, and have a beautiful, beautiful Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. God bless you all. And thank you for being here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Off I go. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. 
It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.